I really spent a half a million on the house with granny I'm really out here dancing, I'm really not romantic I really got that petty, hey, hey, I really know it's Eddie Yo, what's up, everybody? We're back, man. First smoke of the day, season four, episode 40. Here with my co-host, Blackleaf. It's your boy, Pat Gods. What up? We got some special, special guests in the building. Some what LA up? representatives. We have Yo. your highness in the building. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. What's good? What up? What up? What up? So excited to be here. Love the branding. Thank How you. How are you guys? Yeah. And you guys have been making some moves, and I've been loving the gear, and I've been knowing about the brand for a while. Like I was telling you earlier, I tried the Shady Apples. It's fire. Um, love everything you guys are doing. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks guys. Oh, definitely. So basically with the brand, I mean, whenever I see camo, like this <laughs> special camo, yeah. the first thing I think of is like, Oh, I know who that is. And then I think shady apples, like that's how good of a job you guys have done a branding. And wow. just to be honest is that I see that. And I start thinking shady apples, your highness, like all three of them together. You, great job on that. And then Perfect. we got a candle lit on the table. We got some <laughs> fire weed. We got rolling papers. We actually have seeds, which is a collab with Tiki Madman, which I love that you guys brought a breeder who's like really into breeding. Yeah. And I mean, everything your branding is on point. It's off the chain. Just to, to be honest, like everyone will see all this stuff on the table and be like, holy shit, it all matches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the idea. Um, coming from the design point, it was like, let's come out with something that's like versatile that we can change up a little bit, like colorways or, or, or this and that, but keep it, you know, cohesive throughout like each product and stuff so that we could like really have our thing. You know what I mean? Like some brands will just come out and have like a colorway, like this is my color, or this is maybe two colors like orange or yellow or blue or whatever. And then, um, we just went with the camo as a more print. of a, but it's like, an, but it's like obviously a custom print. I don't know if you see in there, but it says Y H L A in the little bubbles in there. So you, it's like oh, your highness. Shit. See, I didn't even, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing the crowns and I'm seeing the reverse, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a little blobby. So it's not like perfect letters or, or whatever. So, but it's in there. So where is it? Um, it will show the people. Well, and now they can look for it. So if you get some of your highness's packaging, that's a Y look for it in the camo. Yeah. They so actually got, have their the brand. I did it. Now I see it. No, look. Now you cool. only notice that. Look, now you see it on here. Exactly. Now I, now see, I it. see it. Don't let him play you. I see it now. Yeah, yeah. Now see it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, saw it. So. I saw it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's I smart. See it. That, almost remind, that almost reminds me of uh, the the letters you would put on your fridge. The magnetic oh, letters. Right. Oh, right. yeah. So like, your kids could. It's kind of like some Google like. Those are dope. So you can write a bad word. Yeah, or one of those pictures there. you like look off center and then you see the spaceship coming out at you or whatever. And like uh, now I shit. cannot not see exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I literally see yeah. it. That is what, I can't yeah. unsee it. Yeah. I get that. That's so pretty cool, man. Obviously, badass graphic designer with that. You guys are doing great okay. work. Uh, every story, you know, we'd like to start man, at the beginning. Talk to us about Oof. everything. You know, <laughs> you guys got a lot going on. And you're not just a cannabis company, which is like why I'm such a big fan of you guys personally. Thank you. Um, is like Honestly. there's real depth and layers to this. So I know there's a lot of lot of backstory and a long journey that had to lead up to this point. And um, you guys are married. Yeah. By yeah. the way, husband and wife. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. Going on. 50-50 owners of the brand. 
Ooh, that's hard to do. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's worked out well because we compliment each other yep. a lot. We really have had no issues with yeah. Uh, yeah. with it. You know, a lot of people think that it's either him or it's me. Very, a lot of people don't very know. different. It's it's both of us so together in, doing in everything. In business, we're very different. She's very, that's like, true. balanced. She's very, like, more, she's, she's just, she's going after high tickets and, and, and pushing, like, the, financial side and i'm more like just like in the garden just making sure like the shit is fire and like i'm i kind of have like imposter syndrome type shit where i'm just like it's never good enough like i'm not the shit you know like i'm not i'm because every time you go every time at bat is you could strike out you know what i mean so it's like it's never guaranteed right so i feel like sometimes I just don't ask enough for the work or I'm like, just not. And like, she just makes up for that shit, you know, like a hundred percent. So it's good that we make a good team for sure. And like, and then I'm like backing her up when she feels like, Mm -hmm. like she's not like, she's getting played by someone or something. I'm like, nah, like fucking stand up for, for the brand or stand up for yourself or whatever. So it's good. Yeah. And then a lot of the, you know, the decisions are made together, like what to drop and what not to drop. And, you know, we look at collections together and we look at designs and whatnot. And so like, it's, it's truly a half and half situation. Team effort. Yeah. It's amazing. That is. Yeah. And she's like the main force behind (laughs) us getting the cultivation license and like a lot of the more like legal shit and the push into like just more of the like paperwork driven shit she's just like a very like let's it's not a problem let's do it like we just we just bought a house (sighs) fucking for sale by owner and like she did all the paperwork it was like one after it i I don't know if you've done one of those contracts but it's like fucking pages i signed a lot of papers for real estate and it's you know some companies i'm signing 90 pages yeah oh my god yeah it's it's nuts I don't know. I have to tell Sean that we can fucking do it, you know, because like it's everything is hard. Nothing's easy. And I just have to motivate him and say, yo, we can get a fucking license. We can fucking do it. We can Mm -hmm. buy that house. Let's go. Let's do it. And because if you kind of listen to like common knowledge, like floating around in like off Instagram or or just like go to the grocery store or whatever and listen, kind of have these these chit chat conversations with people. It's like the the consensus is it's, it's too hard. It's, it's too much money. It's, it's fucking, it's this, it's that. But like, honestly, it's, it can, it's, it's a case by case basis. Because it was for them. Yeah. doesn't mean it is for you. Or they just heard from someone else that it was this much money or whatever. And like, if you just buy into that shit and you don't look into it for yourself, like you'll, you'll, you'll never know the truth. You know what I mean? So like the license, process is expensive in the end but it doesn't cost that much to get started you know what i mean especially when la was giving out the fucking social equity licenses it was like the the application fee was nothing i think it was only like five grand or something Mm, one of you guys was 12 grand one of you guys were actually social equity applicants yeah me killer bro that's huge yeah we actually both were in the business and could have qualified, but I don't know why we only went for getting Sean the to be the applicant because yeah. we were both doing all the same stuff. Yeah. To being, you know, growing for got in trouble for it, all that stuff, right? Wasn't that one of the prerequisites? Was that it was there's three tiers. So you could either be tier one, which is like got in trouble and 
either lived in an impacted area, right? Wow. You had to be both. Yeah. And, and, and be working in the industry. Like you had to have yeah. all that shit. And then tier two was like one of those prerequisites and be working in the industry. So like either live in the impacted area or have gotten arrested one or the other. And then tier three is like, you were just working in the industry and you and, have somebody to like you have vouch, someone for to you. vouch for you. And yeah. that's what, wow. so we're tier three okay. because we Damn. actually, I've qualified. He qualified. We it's both fu- qualified. Right. We never knew that. Just right. be honest. And I think, I and think I'm in tier, the business. tier three, you had to like, um, sponsor like a tier one or a tier two applicant or something yeah, along there's those something lines. That's supposed to happen. They haven't really made that, you know, this whole it was crazy. Yeah. Supposed yeah. Pay, yeah. You're supposed to pay a fee per square foot or some sort of yearly. They never really finalized like, it. I feel like I've never heard the same thing <laughs> twice yeah. from any set of people. Yeah. Because every we county's different. In, we used to sit in account or attorney's offices mm-hmm. and leave and feel so hopeless. Yeah. Like what just happened? Yeah, we, we were leaving after we that you guys yeah. just gritted up and we're like, nope, we're just going to fall. I was, it oh, doesn't even matter what they say. We're just going to, fu- you know, we're going to keep going it out, we, figuring it out. Paying like, the money, doing whatever we had to do. Been holding on to this license with a death grip for fucking four years, bro. It's smart. It's been crazy. It's your it's ticket been, to the party. It's been crazy. So yeah. um, that was not, it wasn't, it wasn't the hardest thing to get started for us just because of the way that our lawyer and our situation, like we've been in LA, we've been working. Like I had to go find someone who had a prop D collective to like essentially write an affidavit that said that we had been selling product to them. It was, um, but at that time, you know, we were dropping, we were working with jungle boys. We were, we were dropping flour at cookies. We were, we, the cookie store had, no, I don't think the cookie store had opened, but we were working with jungle boys and some of the other guys that ended up, doing the first cookie store we were we were working with all them on the 215 side so um we ended up getting uh one of the guys who started maywood actually oh nice um, right to affidavit so shout out it's a huge connect shout out (coughs) shout out to those guys for real you already know the homies for real yeah episode one of uh this season surge from maywood cookies surge cannabis yeah yeah but i mean Let's go back then, because obviously yeah. your resilience is strong together. And and just to touch on that, isn't that an interesting fact? Because a lot of people always are like, oh, teen, it's so hard to be a partnership. It's so hard. But at the same time, the good aspect is when someone's down, the other one's up mm-hmm. and they can be like, no, bro, or no, we, we got this. We could go there. We could make this happen. I promise. And then in the end, when you get there, you're like, man, I was glad that this person pushed me or I was glad that this person was there to bring me back into re- the reality, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Push you or not the other person balances out and i think that's the the aspect people don't see about partnerships they only see the negatives but there are so many positives as well like you guys just talked about balance and that is so huge yeah it doesn't even have to be positive reinforcement either it can be shit talking like hey get get your ass to work like what the fuck are you doing and even that even at least there's someone there to like break you out of your funk to be like all right well or at least just another day of like, just keep going. You know what I mean? Like we bet on ourselves so heavily and, and have so much of our resources tied up in the shit that it's like, you don't really have another choice. You know what I mean? It's either you're going to walk away from everything because you're, you're living harvest to harvest or you're, 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 you're fucking all your breads tied up in some new fucking spot that might, you know, go up and smoke. So it's like, 
you're you you really don't have a a choice a lot of the time so it just helps you know when you're if you're slacking or if you're feeling discouraged to have somebody to just fucking either positively or or not just yeah. fucking push you to keep really got to jump off the cliff and he's like not yet not yet we got to wait a little <laughs> bit longer let's talk about uh first time smoking weed yeah okay let's what, go did there. you guys first time smoke weed together or no no definitely not so i'm originally from the bay so bay area northern california big okay. shout out bay yeah. area so uh not i mean like we claim the bay but it's it was like santa rosa so it's like a little too far you're like 45 so it's yeah. it's it's not exactly the bay but we got all the bay shit so that's just as gangster living up in the middle of the woods with all those big grows yeah. yeah yeah it's like yeah. midway between frisco and 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 mendo it's like right in the middle so it's it's a big it's hub a where emerald cup is every year yeah, yeah. exactly yeah we go yeah. up there every year emerald yeah. cup if you haven't been there you got to check it out yeah so um i was there Grew up there. Okay, smoking weed. Uh, seven, no, eighth grade summer, I think. No, maybe like eighth grade. We went to this, uh, my brother and his homie had already smoked weed. I have a twin brother. So we were, uh, we went to the same school. We didn't have the same classes and shit. So he had a class with like all the bad kids. And <laughs> so him and his friend from the bad kids class they were smoking weed already and they were like yo you gotta do this with us and i was like nah 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 i'm you not gonna like do that shit kid at, uh, <laughs> we were in like we if were you like, a twin you would definitely be we were raised one. like religious and shit yeah and like we had there was a lot of like <laughs> things going on in my head where i was like nah that's not that's not cool right and then you would be a guy I would try to talk into smoking weed in high school for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucked so, up. That good friend, so that like, solid oh, friend man. that's always there, like, nah, you're coming. Yeah, what a positive yeah. influence. Yeah, and these they, they were my it was my twin brother, and then the other dude was my good homie. So I was like, all right, all right. You ain't saying no. Went yeah. to we we went to this to the other dude, the friend's neighborhood. There was uh this girl's house that was like kind of like a popular girl or whatever and um we were in her backyard smoked weed honestly didn't really get high um smoked like smoked like probably three or four hits off of a metal pipe like um with the resin chamber you know what i mean like, like nuts and bolts or yeah, whatever. yeah yeah it's just screwed together gets like hot. with the little yeah it gets hot <laughs> as fuck um uh didn't like got like a week kind of like a head change but definitely not did not get high like like f laughing munchies kind of shit not, nothing like that just like a little weird but like but like when i went in side the girls the girls were like all like fucking with me like oh you smoked weed for the first time and like like i was like oh this is kind of cool right like this is like I'm like accepted into this group of people. Like this is kind of cool. And then I don't know why, but I smoked weed every, like every day after that, just like, uh, and the, when I actually got high, it was like, it was on and cracking after that. I was <laughs> like, yeah, this is dope. And so, um, yeah, always found weed, always bought weed. Uh, 
random stories about that shit. Yeah. Was it right? You were in the right place. I mean, um, yeah, Santa Rosa. So yeah, the homie in my neighborhood, there was like an older dude who would only, he rode a bike and like you could page him and he would bring you, he would either bring you brown weed or green or green or chronic right right green the brown or the green yeah you could either get brown weed for like 15 bucks or you could get some and you get like three grams you get like an eighth or you get like but it'd be you know sticks and seeds and shit Mm -hmm. or you get the green which would be like a gram for 20 bucks and it would never even be on right it was supposed to be well, it was like a twomp it was supposed to be like 1.2 or some shit like that but it was like 0.7 but it was always like yeah, 0. Yeah. 0. 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so and then you try to like split that with someone and you give them like a fucking situation that right now it's looking back it's like yeah it was crazy shit. and there was no names like the name of the strains in in my town was like there was a shit called Rudy Bud because it was like some dude named Rudy grew the shit. And there was like, shout out the Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like, you know, we named weed like off of like what it looked like. Right. So it was like some red hair weed or like some orange hair weed or some just green weed or, um, I never saw purple or, or any of that shit back then. This was like 2000. No, no, this was before 2000. This is like 90. Yeah, 90, I was say, we're 98 talking 90s right here yeah. wow 90, early 97 98 all those strains were almost like off yeah. of what they look like because you were saying major and the guy right yeah, the yeah. Like, so okay. it was like 90 mm-hmm. yeah it had to be like 96 97 that rudy bud like <laughs> yeah like 98 99 and so it was a mission to get a bag back then huh Even not for Santa me Rosa. not for me and then then i met then this kid i went to school with in high school fucking he, he he was from mendo and his they grew weed on his property not him or his family allegedly didn't do it but uh <laughs> some people did and then most likely like, they did, yeah his best friend's <laughs> dad was a grower and like that's when i really got into it and like really was like we went up there a bunch of times and like got fresh brand not fresh branches but like freshly cured branches out of bins and shit and like um and I saw like, okay, this is a thing. Like you can just, you can grow this shit. And I mean, I fell in love deep with weed, like right from, right from the jump. So like at that point, meeting those people and being a, not really immersed in it. It's not like we went and dug holes or backpacked down into the woods like these dudes were doing, but like just being just that right up against it to where like it, you could see that it was possible. It was like, we all, all, all of us were like, yeah, it would be sick if we could grow weed for a living. Like this would be a dope ass thing. Cause we could just get free weed and we can make money uh, apparently. And then, um, and then I didn't follow through on that for, for a while, like, but I did end up growing weed for a living. <laughs> and so you, you had seen, you had met a bunch of people and had seen plants growing. You had basically got around the life and got close to it enough to know not these so guys much, are all growing weed. Not so much plants growing, but like right up next, like, yeah. like bins, full, like homie would go in the other, like in the house and come out with like a branch, you know, it was like, okay, like it was still secretive. This is yeah, yeah, it yeah. was for sure. It was, you know, even the, even when I got into growing, it was very secretive. I mean, 
Like yeah. we were, I had a medical card and everything and it was very like, hush, hush. Nobody said shit. People don't think that in California. They don't think like, oh, you know, man, you're in the Mecca and you're in up there. Weed was always cool. It's like in the early 90s. No, it was still not cool up there. It was still secretive. It was like, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like weed was cool. Like weed wasn't that big of a deal. Like, we, I mean, I got, I did get arrested a bunch when I, when I was uh, younger, um, smoking, just, you know, ditch school, get caught by the cops, like be out like just hiding in the fucking creek and the cops would roll up on us. Like I'm sure like some random neighbor or someone just called on us or something like so, but you know, half the time it was like, they would just stomp the weed out or, or take it and just be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, Thank God. Yeah. And then half the time we would get a ticket or some shit and have to go. I got on probation like once. So that lasted like six months or some shit, which felt like a lifetime. (laughs) Um, <laughs> you yeah. stopped smoking weed at during probation. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was a little nervous about that shit. I was just like, hell yeah, I don't really want to like, it's not worth it. You know, to me, like touching like someone else's piss is not really like worth it. No, not at, at the time. <laughs> I agree. And the drinks are hit or miss. Yeah, like, those drinks are hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, the drinks you don't know which still currently, or... still currently, no, nah, yeah. it's not worth it. So no, nah, it definitely is. It's like the the other homies would, would be like, oh, the I, I, had a, I had a glove with, with <laughs> some piss. What was it? The Wizenator. I had a Wizenator. Yeah. You consider it Wizenator? I had one. Yeah, I had one for years. Because I had, I, when I got out of college, I was like, yo, I'm going to have to take drug tests to get jobs. Cause I wasn't, I was growing weed, but I was still in the, in my head, I was like, I'm going to get a normal job and live a normal life. And then I grow weed because it wasn't cool. It wasn't like, oh, you're going to do this for a living. It's like, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. This is just like something you love on the side that you're going to hide in the closet or hide in a different house that no one knows about. But yeah, no, yeah, the Wizenator straight look, you know, and click clack and uh, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Like a it has a heating pad and yeah, they same. actually oh, yeah. give you yep. synthetic urine yep. so that you don't have to touch someone else's urine. It's actually synthetic urine that's been dehydrated and you mix Pretty it with crazy. a certain amount of water, put where the heating pad co- around where it. Where did you cop it at? We used to order everything from Canada back in the day, like bubbleators and all these machines like way back when it wasn't yeah. cool. And I we would use a friend's credit card. We'd be like, hey, bro, this thing's like 1200 bucks. We'll give you 1500, but you have to order it. And most of my homies be like, hell yeah. And we're like, hell yeah. Because we're not, I'm not ordering that to my house. Yeah. I think they had them at smoke shops too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're like, but it was like 18 and up. And we I'm had like, to order it back I'm in like, the day, way back. I'm on probation. I'm like, I'm 15. I'm oh, 15, yeah. 16, 17. I was, I was on, prob- yeah. And I was on probation in high school. They came. They didn't, but the thing is, they didn't really piss test me the whole time until like the very end. They came in to my school and took me oh. out of class and made me go in the fucking bathroom at the at school and piss. Wow! And, and then they, you I tested fucked. clean. You definitely wouldn't have been able to get to the wizard. <laughs> and it was at the very <laughs> end. Yeah, that they never called me in. They never did nothing to me. It's like until how the very legal? end. They try to just that's yeah. how they try to get you, man. And it was no. it yeah. was. I want to say <laughs> like you would know. They let you get real <laughs> comfortable. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. what they tried to, you, you know, know, they tried to get they me. Do. They don't try shit. Yeah. yeah they get but good. I didn't uh I passed. It was all good. I got off probation. Then I went right back to smoking got weed. Clean. Yeah. What about which was cool? It was Flip like a side. It was like a big tolerance break for me. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel you on that. We've all had yeah. a little bit of forced tolerance breaks. We understand yeah. what that's like. Um, so my dad actually grew weed in the nineties in our garage. So, um, I remember back in the day, 
hearing something and being like, what the fuck is that? And whatnot. And there would be these. Yes, exactly. I was like, is that, is that water? He's got some, some sort of thing in there. You're like eight o'clock every night. I hear this click clack and then a hum starts. It's so weird. It's yeah. the same time. Um, I don't know how big he really went, but I remember him telling me he sold pounds. When I was like, I was young, he would tell me like, oh, yeah, I like sold this one for $10,000 or something like that, you know, back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Um, Wrong creepy. Wow. So I told my friends. People are crying. In high school. Right <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how many pounds? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 10 That's their whole room pounds. right now with the way yes, the market is. That's what it used to go for. Yeah. Yes. But back in the day. Um, so, I, you know, I told my friends at school and they were like, get some, get some for us. And so... Um, <laughs> I remember getting some, taking some of my dad's stash and um, taking it over to my friend's house, ditching school and whatnot. And my first time was out of like a, like one of those cans doing like a, a Coca-Cola can or some sort of can burn the shit out of my throat. And like, I, so. I hated the actual, you know, act of smoking because it just, it hurt, hurt bad. Um, but I liked the high and it was, it was super fun. And, uh, you know, Kept itching school to go smoke weed, and it was awesome. <laughs> Damn. Do you remember what strain it was by back then? No, it was. It definitely wasn't brown. Yeah. It was green. And uh, But my dad grew, he grew White Widow. He grew a bunch of things that he was very proud of. Um, took pictures, sent him over to High Times. I've tried yeah. to find the pictures. I haven't been able to locate them yet, but, um, but it, you know, super, super cool that... Uh, I mean, I remember that and that he was, you know, a grower as well. And, and proud. High yeah. time sending him wow. photos. Yeah. Of White Widow and stuff back then. That's that's big. That's yeah. Dope. And it, it was a big it was obviously a huge secret. And we, I remember having a neighbor come over one day and like seeing we had some plants outside as well. And he saw one plant and then my dad had to fucking rip everything out. And I was like, why is dad ripping out our plants? You know, like not really sure what it was exactly at first. So, um yeah, this crazy times. Damn neighbors. <laughs> wow. If it ain't the neighbor, holy hell. I'm guilty of charging the coke can too. Yeah. Terrible experience. It's bad, man. Fucks your throat up, but you're like, mm. yeah. definitely get high, like for sure. Yeah, it's off the coloring because you look at it and all the coloring's gone yep. on the red Coca Cola. No. <laughs> you're like, I yeah. smoke the coloring. Smoke the pain and all. Yeah. Smoke the paint and ain't the fucking the aluminum. Yeah, uh, let's go. So, where, where are you from? What uh, are you? Born and raised in LA, North Hollywood. Got it. Yeah. What was so? What was it like going to high school? All that, you know, all your experiences, like L.A. Being in Hollywood, yeah. North Hollywood. Um, you know, I mean, I was pretty normal, but we were pretty like we didn't really go out to Hollywood and whatnot. My dad was very, I don't know, he just kind of kept us sheltered in a little, you know, mostly. And so my outlet was going to school and doing school and and whatnot. So um, yeah, and I we've you know. We saw celebrities once in a while, but it was never a big deal. I was like, oh, that'd be that guy or whatnot. And I, I don't know. Just didn't really. No, it's dope. Yeah. Just curious. Always like what it's like growing up in different areas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it was like too exciting. It was just. Normal high yeah. school experience. Yeah, it's yeah like pretty normal. It's like wherever you grow up, it seems like it was more of yeah, like a yeah. suburb 
like yeah. back then. But like you know, I've left and been like, damn, this shit sucks. And then I always come back because there is no place like LA. And true. and I, I realized how awesome it was that I did grow up here. And absolutely. Yeah. That's why you know, that's why it's interesting for people. Yeah. Hollywood just comes off or, or LA in general just comes off interesting because we see it so much in media and you know, TV series, movies, all these different things. So it's put cool. on a pedestal. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. like Hollywood. So you get through high school. Mm-hmm. My man gets off probation. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yep, yep, wrap yep. it up. What was it like? Do you guys jump into jobs, college? You yeah, jump into I the game. A, I had a full time job when I was in high school. Um, my dad and mom were like super big on work. They thought like that was an extracurricular activity, like <laughs> like that would keep me out of trouble. But like honestly, it was like way worse because now I work now I, I worked in a restaurant, right? I worked at I worked at Guy Fieri's like first restaurant, and That's he legendary. He he <laughs> opened he opened Johnny Garlic's in Santa Rosa, and then he opened one in Windsor. And I was living in Windsor at the time, and I worked there. I started as a dishwasher, and then prep cook and then like line cook and so but i worked like 40 hours like and went to school and after work would fucking just rage like because because the other raging yeah i can't see you raging bro you don't know dude uh, tell us about it the uh i want to know right we would rage bro like the 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 dude that was a cook like i'm like what I'm 16 and like these dudes are 25, like with the same job as me. Right. So like they would just go to the liquor store and, and like we would go back and like dude lived on the same street as me, like five houses down. So we would just go back to his house and like, I would drink and we would, you know, dumb shit, beer bongs, fucking drinking um, shots and, and, uh, it was always Jack and Coke and Budweiser with these fools. Oh, yeah. I was like, go to work. You're like, yeah. Hell and then, yeah. So I'd be like, I would work, I would work from like five to midnight, then drink to like three, four, get up at seven, do it again for like, for fucking a year and a half straight. And then senior year, I was like, I burnt out. I was just like, I, can, I, 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 I got kind of fucked up. Honestly, I, I, I drank two forties one night and like went to my homie's house and like took acid. I didn't want to, but the, this girl like bought it for me and she was like, fucking take it. I bought this for you. I was like, all right. It's impossible to say no to girls. And like, <laughs> drugs. Better quit mentioning all these girls, man. <laughs> Nothing like, I'm not relationship kidding. shit. Just, just like joking. random girls <laughs> doing dumb shit to me. And like, I, uh, yeah, you're funny. Um, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it was messing. But like, didn't really get high off of the acid, honestly. Um, but the next day after that shit, I was fucked up. I was like, I could, I couldn't really smoke weed anymore. I couldn't really drink. I was like, I, I, I would, I just felt fucked up all the time. And um, so then at that time sobered up a little bit and was like man this is like i'm working this job i'm like i'm kind of failing high school i'm like i'm gonna just like pull back on some of this shit so i like went part-time at work went start doing night school to catch up and then graduated on time 
and Damn. Uh, and walks yeah. and everything. And that's then, awesome. That's what psychedelics do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because yeah, you, you, maybe, you yeah. learn wow. something Realization no matter what. Or something. Yeah. But even even if you didn't trip, you're like, I didn't trip, but you came out of it like, fuck this. Yeah. Like that that helped. I had I had done mushrooms a few times before that, like heavily, like like went on like straight hero's journey, like <laughs> out in the woods, up in Mendo and shit, like seeing light coming out of my fingers and shit. So wow. like I have gone deep into it before, but like that that experience at that time wasn't what well, was not like psychedelic at all. But like you're saying, something happened and mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so I graduated and then just went right then I after like six months, seven, eight months of not drinking, I just went right back to raging. But smoking weed was still like hit or miss. Like if I was pretty drunk, it was fine, but if I wasn't it would kind of just send me into this like sort of like panicky, like anxious, fucked up. Like a lot of people deal real, with that real yeah. bad. I was about to say the same. A lot thing. of people have that issue. And I, I feel like at certain points in life. Yeah. My homies who I think have dealt it's just kind of what you're going through, maybe different effects. There you go. But you got to know your strains too. We'll get right. into that, you know? Right. But back then it's no, nah, at that you, time you it was get, just whatever, yeah. whatever was floating around. So like, yeah, I went right back to raging and worked, still worked at restaurants. Like, when did plants come into the scene? So, when did you start to get into yeah, c- so cultivation? Let's, like, fast forward a little bit. So, I was like, I was working, um, raging, working. My brother went to, uh, my twin brother went to jail. And then when he got out, we both stopped. Like, we both got sober, basically. I stopped drinking, didn't smoke. He, he, he basically went to jail. F- because he was doing dumb shit under the influence. So I was like, yo, I'll just, I'll quit with you. We'll fucking make music, which is what we were, our hobby was. And we'll like, um, and then I'll like support you and we'll just do this shit together. And so then the restaurant I was working at burned down. They fired me, sort of let me go severance package thing didn't really burn down but like it burned enough to where it was closed and then <laughs> i got a job working construction uh building build building like warehouses like pre-manufactured like steel buildings um we built one building the next building i fell through the roof um stepped on a skylight went back i was like pulling nails just kind of working backwards from the peak of the roof down and i had one foot on the skylight it was like it was like a skylight. It was like a fucking piece of plastic that was covering a hole in the roof, like saran wrap type shit. And Ooh, and so I had like one foot on it and it was like felt totally normal. Stepped back with my other foot, kind of stood up and it just boom right through the roof. Like I had a big ass crowbar in my hand. That shit like fell onto the top of the roof and I was just gone. You know what I mean? It was like disappearing act. And Holy I fucking hell. fell like 22 feet. Uh, broke my ankle, my back, my arm, um, all at the same time, right? So went to the hospital, didn't know my back was broken, knew my ankle was broken, knew my arm was broken. Like I was just like, I had broken bones, like major fucking shit in my, in the same foot before. So I knew what was up, but then like when I was in the, when I was in the hospital, like, um, I like couldn't move my legs and shit. So, um, then they rushed me into like a scan and shit. And so then 
got better. That took a long time. I was not doing any weed shit. Nothing, nothing with weed. And then, um, years and years, honestly. Uh, Dude, it, t- tell us about that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that like? You know, what was the rehabbing like? Like, yeah, what ended so, up happening? So yeah, so I burst fracture in my L two vertebrae, four pieces. Um, they did this this crazy surgery on me, opened me up on the side, took my guts out, worked <laughs> on my spine from the front, uh, put oh. in like a like a railroad track kind He's of. He's only nineteen thing. at the time. Yeah, He's 19. just starting life. Holy shit! Then they wow. then they like you know slot my intestines back in, <laughs> sew me up, and somehow collapse my lung. And so when I wake up from the sur- I, I don't remember much from like going into because because my leg I couldn't move my legs and then they gave me some steroid thing that made like I guess my spine stop swelling or something and then my, my legs were working again and so they were like oh like he definitely has spinal injury like that's like fixable let's like fix him and like f- they put me on morphine and shit so like from Hell yeah. So, yeah. No, I was <laughs> no, on Dilaudid the whole I'm time I was in the hospital, bro. Like, yeah. heavy shit. Oh, I mean, dude, what I just heard, I mean, of yeah. course, that's madness. It's so crazy. I woke up, like, I had a chest tube, and I, and, um, you know, I, I just didn't remember. It was kind of patchy, right, from, like, the from like after getting the, the scan to, like, waking up from the first surgery. They couldn't do surgery on my ankle for a long time. My ankle's actually much worse than my back. Like, my ankle... I broke my calcaneus, which is like the the ball, the heel, the actual heel bone. It's like one of the worst breaks you can have because it's it's it never it never heals right, and it's like it's it's super painful, and um, I have like bad arthritis from that shit. So um, it's it's been painful every day since 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 it happened, and but my uh, so they couldn't do that surgery because my foot was too swollen. So they made me wait like four days. And, and before the surgery, they wouldn't even give me any pain meds. They're like, oh, you can take aspirin like before the fucking surgery. It was like for like a day and a half, I was fucking miserable. And then they they did that surgery, which was crazy because they um I was on the table and they came in and they put they drew a big X on my other foot. That was like the good one. And I was like, right. And I was like and I was like going under so i was like fuck they just put an x like on my on the wrong foot thinking like that maybe they're gonna do the wrong shit yeah. or something x but, marks the spot <laughs> that's yeah. where we're going in yeah and, and during that surgery i had like a dream that they stuck a syringe through the back of my foot and uh when i came to i told them uh that's that's what i had a dream about and they were like that's like exactly what we just did to you like we put of two metal rods like long ways like all the way like fucking in my in the back of my foot basically you your subconscious felt it yeah and i had That's like i had a big thing. ass arm thing with some terminator shit here because they wanted because of how broken my shit was they wanted me to be able to like use my arm so i have like tons of scars here and like um yeah so after i got out of the hospital i mean that was like I was in the hospital slash rehab hospital, which was like a different spot for like three weeks. And then I went home and that, it was like six months before I was like even tr- walking at all. It was like just months and months of just laying down and watching TV and fucking just being at mom's house. Like um, I got some money cause it did happen at work, but I didn't get like a ton of money. 
And then they like came and investigated. They fucking filmed me, followed me around and shit. When I was like, when I, when I got like good enough to like walk and shit and like live on my own, they, they came, they were investigating me. The state. Because they wanted to make sure they that wanted to we get see him how off. disabled I was because they wanted to lower my disability yeah. rating. And they did. They caught me doing some shit. They, wow. I was, some I, normal everyday some, shit. I, I climbed like, up oh, on my garbage can to. outside to like push it down so I could fit more garbage in there. It was like the first thing I ever did that was like that physical. And they used that against me to fucking lower my disability rating from like 75 down to like 65, which was like under the threshold of like a lifetime payment. And wow. so what a, what a wacky system we have. Yeah. Yeah. Some fuck shit. So, which I didn't, they kind of told me like that shit was going to go down, but I didn't, I was a kid, you know, like I didn't really, I was a little spaced out. I had a lot of shit kind of going on and I was just like, they, they were like, my lawyer was kind of like, yeah, they, they might come and like follow you and try to tape you and shit. And I was like, nah, whatever. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like this shit really happened to me. Well, I'm not like faking it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like they did come and like film me doing some shit, which was like, shouldn't it, it shouldn't have went down like that. Right. Like I, I, I'm, I was, I was legitimately fucked up. So whatever. Um, I got some money. So like I was paying, I was paying rent at this spot the whole time I was laid up because I didn't like, it was like this house where all, all of, uh, all my homies were at where I was, I had a room there. So, um, but I didn't get too much money. I think I got like 75 K out of the whole thing. And it was like payments. Yeah. It was like payments, like 700 bucks, uh, every other week or some shit like that. Rather just not have it happen to you. Oh yeah, bro. Totally. I mean, I was going to quit that job the next day. Yeah. Honestly, I was, I had an interview at a bank. I was trying to, I was, I was not coming back. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was bad timing and shit, but you know, um, that got you into growing. That did get me into growing. That's why I bring it up because I had a legitimate medical reason to get my card. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was living after I got much longer after I got better. Um, we ended up moving in with these, uh, dudes that my, me and my, my twin brother were living together. We had, <laughs> we had a rap group. We were fucking, I was making beats fucking. We were, we were performing. We were, we opened up for like KRS one in Santa Rosa. And like, we were doing some shit. We were really doing albums, really trying to like do that shit. Well, what was the name? Uh, it was called fraternal because we we're fraternal twins, but it, we took the R out. So it was fat turtle, but. The hella good. Hella good. Shit shit was cool. And my brother was like, I made, I was more like production orientated and he was more like super just all rap, but I would rap too. And, um, we, we, yeah, we did that shit in Santa Rosa, like on some, on some like, uh, conscious hip hop type shit. But like my brother was more into mainstream shit, but I, I was not. So I pushed it to more like boom bap type shit but um so yeah so we were doing that which which that's the reason why i came to la was to do music but uh we so we were we moved into this house with these two guys from thailand who were like these chefs who my brother worked with and they had a house um in in rosa that had like it was like a four bedroom and had this like 
it had this like addition that was built on in the backyard that was like an office slash bedroom. And so um, I was living there for a while. And one of the dudes from Thailand disappeared for a while. He like met this girl and then just like disappeared. And um, then when he came, when he like resurfaced, um, he was like, yo, like my girl and uh, we have something we want to talk to you guys about. And we're like, like, let's all get together, like set it, set up a meeting. It's probably like the first meeting I ever did. Um, and, and this girl, Jessica came and she was like, yo, you guys should all, you guys should get medical cards and you guys should do a grow here. And we were like, okay, like, like, this is weird. Like what, like, why do you think we should do that? And she was just like, well, it's what I do. Like I got fucking a hundred plant outdoor at my house. I got fucking indoor under underneath my house. I got come and check it out and like, see if it's something that you guys would like want to do. You can make good money and I'll, I'll kind of like put you guys on and help you like sort of not necessarily sell the weed, but I'll, I'll point you in the right direction, get you plants, like really like hold your hand and get you started. And we were like, damn, this is a dope chick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was my, uh, it was Man, my homies. He lucked out. Yeah. It was my <laughs> homies girl. And like, they, they, they got pretty deep, like right from the beginning. So I think she, she and like, they, you know, they're working. Cooks don't make a lot of money. It was just, she was just kind of like, you know, and this was like 2000, five so it was like the shit was still new it was like not every it wasn't really blown up like that you could you could kind of pretty easily still just like take your weed to the stores and shit and sell it and so you know she was just like i'm just gonna put you guys on so you went it by wasn't her house like, it wasn't a lot of competition you know what i mean right. so like putting mm -hmm. someone on was a little different yeah. than than it's it was official. than it is now you know yeah. what i mean um so and they don't hold you to the same standards now they just want you to grow it for them yeah, and exactly. sell it for them damn near it's like <laughs> but so you went to her house yeah we went over to the to the spot and uh she had i don't know if there was an outdoor going at the time i really don't think there was um but we went under the house it was like this like tri-level or like dual level house that was built kind of on a hill and so under the house was all gravel and um it was up on piers and then they had just hung like thousand waters from the joists like floor joists and then just put up like panda film um, around the lights and then just had the pots, not even pots, just the plastic bags filled with dirt just straight on the gravel. And um, then they had like, there was one wall that was sort of, you know, like boarded off um, and there was a window AC, but this was on a piece of property in Calistoga that was like probably like 20 acres. So there was not a smell issue really. You know what I mean? They had the outdoor right there on the property too. So, um, I just saw that and I was like, when I saw that, I was like, this is janky as fuck. I could do this shit. Yeah. Um, this is nothing. And like, she's showing you like, Hey, here's dried flour. This is what I make. Like, is she walking through all that? No, with just you more like, here's the plants. Here's the, here's our grow room. Here's our setup. This is what it looks like. This is how you do it. And I was like, I can do this. Some, just yeah. some fucking streetlights and some, Plants on the ground. Um, I honestly immediately was like, this isn't even right. Like yeah, I could yeah. do this for sure. And so. Remember what strain she was growing at the time? I don't know what strain she was growing. I, I can tell you what she grew after that because I went and fucking trimmed at her house for three weeks. We wet trimmed her whole outdoor harvest. 
and stayed there, slept on the floor inside. Luckily I did, but she was like one of those type of houses where they bring in the tr- the Tremigrants, I don't know if this mm-hmm. is politically correct, but they br- <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call them. But up north. like they literally, she would travel on the off season mm-hmm. when she was after she had sold the harvest. So she would go and just tell random people she met in Australia, Ukraine, fucking These London, months. Ibiza, wherever. She'd be like, "Come, come to my house at on this day and around this time, and I'll fucking." you'll make five grand or 10 grand or whatever you can come. And so there was like a bunch of people outside in tents and sleeping on the property. And, um, I think I did sleep in a tent honestly for, for like a little bit of it, but then some people left and and then we were just crashing inside. But, um, that was like, honestly the worst and like best experience, like at the same time that I ever had, I came out of it. Like that was cool i really didn't like barely make any money because i'd never trimmed before and it was like kind of a sus system that they had where it was like you wet trim the plants and then they took them somewhere to dry them and then they said they put your <laughs> shit by itself and then we they put your name then you on had it. to dry trim it again <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then yeah it was like yeah so it was like so you know my homie who was her boyfriend ended up making like you know five times more than me and 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 the brother did too and then but i made like two grand but uh good experience though but coming out of that i was like i'm never doing that shit again like fuck that i'm i'll trim my own weed but i'm not never trimming for anyone else um not like that that was fucking insane and um and uh i sold my car i i took that money that she that she paid uh paid me I got a credit card and I fucking bought all the equipment for the grow. Um, my homie built like this little table thing. Um, and we had a ghetto set. We had this ghetto setup. So it was like two by four plywood platforms with some panda film on top. No gutter. We had just like towels on the floor. <laughs> um, we had a concrete slab in this, in this addition. So we just pulled the carpet up and it was just concrete on the ground. So should have just put the plants on the fucking concrete, but we put them on up on this platform. We had uh, two thousands and like four sixes and we and a window unit AC. And then uh, it worked. Okay. We, we, we grew, uh, she put us on with this, with, she gave me this book. I read the whole book. Like I was like the main person who like gave a fuck. There was four of us who were partners on the grow. But I basically financed the whole thing and and ran it straight from the beginning because I read this, read the book. I think it it wasn't like the Grow Bible. I think it was like more like maybe Ed Rosenthal had a book or or Mm -hmm. something. It was like a more like less picture based book, more just words. And so um, I read the book, a lot of it cannabis encyclopedia yeah maybe maybe. that's the ed rosenthal's original i'm pretty sure but yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i did get the grill bible like right after that and so that was pretty helpful because it was more like organized into sections but um uh she basically told us you know like some good tips got us the clones got told us what nutrients to buy. I bought, I bought the shit, read the labels, just did whatever's on the label, I think. Or maybe she was like, do half. So we did half of whatever's on the label. We just ran co- uh, straight soil Fox farm in the same plastic bags, two gallons. 
three part nutrient or whatever it is. Yeah, it was right? like uh, it was a Santa Rosa based company called uh, Cutting Edge. Have you heard okay, of them? Okay, no. Um, yeah, they're Old still school. around. They're still around. Um, what strain did she give you to run? She get so the first time we ran Romulan. Ah, quick finisher, super potent. Yeah, and it it grew. I mean, it seemed frosty. I know there was PM on the shit. Now, not at the time, um, but it turned like really cool colors, like red, and the leaves turned like red and purple, and and it got some color and shit. And we trimmed that up, and I think we pulled four, maybe five units off that room something like in that range everyone got a pound and the first pound we sold was 4800 then the next ones went for like 42 or some shit like that and then um the next run they brought us a legit cut of blueberry and um we ran that i think that was half romulan half blueberry we ran that then they brought us this cut and they said this is og allegedly it wasn't um we were like cool we got the og we got og i'm gonna learn how to make clones i'm gonna like this is this is still like 2006 like this is before og was super popping this this if it would have been og like it would have been legendary but it, it wasn't um we thought it was because we didn't we didn't even know what it was nobody really knew what og was honestly at the time obviously like the dude the the main group that had it out here and, and up there, like they knew obviously, but the shops still weren't really that like, didn't really know, not all the shops. And so we, we brought it down and we said, yeah, this is OG. And they were like, are you sure? And we're like, fuck yeah, we're sure. It's like a sativa. Yeah, it was like a sativa. Yeah, I already know. And, and, and they were, and, and so those packs went for like still 49, wow. 51, 52. And that was, and at, and at that point I was calling, calling stores and we had sold a little bit in the bay like uh green door and and some other shops but great shop la just that the way that you the way that they were listed it was um was much it was there was just so many more in la so you just there was a list i forget what site it was on i think it was uh normal had this had the list at the time and I just went, just called everybody. And it was like lots of no's, mostly no's, probably like 300 stores on, at the time on the list. And I probably called almost every single one. And I got like five or 10 appointments, maybe, maybe like five. And so we, we drove to LA and just went to those stores. And then we were just started going into stores that were just saw and just like, just randomly just trying to get the weed off. And like, um, it was easy. It was fucking easy, you know? Um, we had already done all the hard work, you know, selling the weed was easy and uh, people needed it and they needed, they needed, and they were paying high prices. Like, Hey, so, um, that was like my first experience doing, uh, doing a grow and it, but it didn't last that long. I think we did, uh, we did that OG maybe like twice OG, uh, twice. And then, um, and then I, parted ways with those dudes because i was really just the only guy that was really doing anything like i had i had to wrangle everyone i was like me running the show like big time so i was just like eh, i'm just gonna do this somewhere else i actually got my father to he was living up in uh 
Grover or living in slow, like San Luis Obispo. And, uh, I was like, yo, we're getting 5,000 a pound for this shit. Cause he had done like the little grows and he smoked weed. I would steal weed from him and shit when I was a kid. And so, uh, my father, I told him, he came and saw it. He was like, you're making five grand a fucking pound doing this shit. It was janky too. And, and I was like, I was like, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's fucking working. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to come down. I'm going to get a medical card and I'm going to fucking do this shit too. And so we partnered on a spot that was like even smaller. It was uh two, four, six hundreds and two, four hundreds. And, uh, so it was like six, four, six, six, four, six. And we had, we, we did okay. I think we hit like, dude, we pulled like eight pounds off of our first run off that run. We hit like two a light, um, off like the total wattage and, um, with that same OG cut. But that time when I went down to LA, it was like, it was burnt. This was like 2007 now. And it was fucking burnt there. Everyone was like, nope, not OG totally not and 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 i made this fucking horrible mistake of like turning everyone down so i was like i want to get you know 42 or whatever and they were like oh we'll give you 38 and i'm like nah fuck you guys and so i went shop to shop to shop turned everyone down drove back with the weed back to norcal came back like two weeks later went to all the same places and they're like this the same fucking weed you just brought us like i'll give you 36 i was like no fuck you guys like you just said 38 like last week they're like it ain't like hash they're like (laughs) they're like they're like nah it's we're not gonna pay you what we told you last time we're gonna pay you less so i I did it again i was like fuck all you motherfuckers i'm going back went back with the weed again came back went to all the fucking same places because those are the only places that were really like only a few shops would really like buy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them had their own grows. So yeah. They would, like, a lot of people just yeah. would buy from other shops and shit. Like there was only a few shops that were really like hustling or some shops were like legit, like by the book. Right. Which was like t- full consignment. Like that you had right. to give them the weed and then, cause that was the legal loophole was consignment. So it was a donation for patients. Yeah. You mm-hmm. weren't literate. And then you were allowed to be reimbursed after it sold. Like it was, you were not allowed to buy it up front. That was not the way it was supposed to happen. But, um, uh, so yeah, I ended up, I think I sold all those pounds for like 32 by the end of it. Yeah. It was a fucking nightmare. I was like, damn dude, I'm fucking stupid. I'm never doing that shit again. I'm going to take what if I'm, I'm not going to take whatever, but I'm going to make sure I sell the shit on the first, on the first run. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no. And so I did end up giving consignment to a couple people out here um, that I had to follow up on, which was pretty sketchy. I, I got I got pretty like educated on the whole vending process, like pretty quickly. And because I was like, again, I'm like the main I was the person that was doing that shit like right off the bat. And then um, got opportunity to move out to L.A. to do music shit. Um to manage a studio for Midi Mafia, the dudes that did like, they did like 21 questions for 50 cent and they made the beat and like they did, uh, they did some other shit. They did some other shit, a lot of other shit. And so I was managing their studio and uh, growing weed in a tent at my homie's rental house where he was letting me rent, sublease a room off of him. And he had the whole garage, but I just put a little like tent, like two lighter. But the tent, this is like the first grow tent ever. The tent killed the plants. 
the tent had this plastic in it that off-gassed a VOC that killed the plants. So the plants would just go from like completely normal looking to like just leaves just this leaf dies and then that leaf dies and then there's just getting weird black spots and just crazy shit and then by the you would like almost pull a run but it would just be like the most bammerish shit ever and um yeah i ended up finding out like later on on the internet like they posted something about like hey sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. we're fucking our tents are, are terrible and they fucking so like this tent had white on the inside you ever see a tent like that it had white plastic on the inside yeah and then after that when they released that thing all the all the tents had silver on the inside after that yeah and so um i wonder how much money they i spent cost bread people. on that shit it was expensive to get a tent um at the time so um i was get reimbursed or anything what nah, they, hell they no. end up doing they just shut down um so, i don't know what i don't know what company it was man it was just some random grow tent that i bought in like 2007 and i moved to la like the day before 2008 like new year's eve and uh i ran that tent for three or four months and i was just not making money i was making money middling my dad's weed uh because i left that partnership and but i would just middle i would sell his shit for him and then I was, I grew, I grew some fucked up weed and I was sold it. I think I sold like the whole harvest for 900 bucks to some shop just cause they, they were just like felt bad for me or some shit. Like the weed was garbage and, um, and it was not even a pound. I don't think it was like nothing. And, uh, Scott, and then, uh, my got another, got a house, got my own house with, with some, with my brother and his girlfriend. And I got rid of that tent and put up like a little shack and the most ghetto grow setups ever, bro. Like, cause it wasn't my main thing. I was here to do music in LA for a while. And so I would be at the studio like 10 AM to like 3 AM, like every fucking day I would, I opened it. I managed like they, they would have like songwriters and shit come in and I would record them on the fucking on their beats and shit and then when they would leave I would make beats and then I would like have uh my brother come in maybe and like I would record him at nine then there would be like a bigger artist would come in at like at like nine or ten or something and then I would just be like the runner for like the studio so it was like they were like go get fucking El Pollo Loco, I would fucking drive and go get that shit or whatever. So it was like drugs and shit too. Did that make no, you run not, again? No, 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 shit crazy. like that. No, it's not like they had. <laughs> you always hear the crazy like stories. Rock, no, it's not like they had rock stars coming in. It was like uh it was like more of a like personal producer studio. It wasn't like a one of those big like hit factory type. Motley Crew wasn't coming nah, in. With, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a studio like that. I I wanted to get a job like that kind of, but these guys just um. I, I just worked there and met a lot of people met like Bruno Mars before, way before he was popping. And, um, like Frank Ocean was, was coming through there like way, 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 way before, um, he was, had done anything. Honestly, he did some of his first, um, so he was a songwriter, sold, sold some records, like did some shit for John legend. I was there. Like I, I, I was, I was in the mix. Um, with all that shit, I was making beats. I did some, I did some songs with Frank Ocean on my beats too. Um, That's dope. Yeah. So he tells which songs did they come out? No, work? they didn't come out. We okay. were, he, it was like around the time he had done the, the mixtape 
and before that, um, they did kind of leak on the internet. Like uh-huh. you can hear them. Maybe I'll show them to you or something later, yeah. but, um, he's awesome. Yeah. He, and he's a cool dude. Um, super cool. I was like his main engineer when right before he basically did his solo shit. Like I was his engineer for all his songwriting shit that he was doing for a while. And then he did, then I, I went to, I left the mini mafia situation and just went and did my own production thing. We had this studio right by circus liquor. You guys know that place in North Hollywood? I think so. It's so pretty, I've seen it in pretty famous. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it in movies, but I haven't been yeah, there. Yeah. So, so yeah, that whole time I was growing to support myself. Um, but like small grows, little like four lighter setups, like fucking, uh, I was growing grape ape. I got this cut of grape ape that would get a little bit of color, but it just had a like super grape, super candy grape nose, super bomb grew super easy, hella vigorous. Um, ran that cut, got rid of that tent, put up this little shack thing and like hit, started hitting weight again. Like everything was going great. I was like, fuck, it was that fucking tent, man. It's like got PTSD over that shit. It was like light, lightly. Like it's all about the environment. Yeah. It I mean, really is. Yeah. So, um, but just doing weird shit, still running like window ACs, just doing dumb shit. Didn't really know what to do. And, um, it wasn't your full-time gig yet. Yeah. Right. And so then, then we got another, we, we got another spot. I think we did like an eight lighter. Then we got a mini, we got a mini split at that spot, but we were still ducting the lights. So I think we had like a one ton mini split on an eight lighter. Cause we had all the lights ducted and that shit worked. Okay. Worked cool. And we got robbed at that house. Um, someone came, we were doing, it wasn't me, but there was like some dumb shit going on there where we were showing packs to people that we shouldn't have been. And we, we left for Christmas and got robbed over Christmas. And like, they took a bunch of money and computers and all the wheat, like 20 pounds of weed and a bunch of shit. And, uh, but they didn't like, but they didn't like break into our grow and steal our shit. Cause it was about to, it was about to harvest. We were like, they didn't even touch that. Nah, wow. not, not even, not even close. They I hate thieves, but geez, that's respectful. So we, um, so we harvested and then we left, we just broke the lease and bounced out of that place. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty like, just such a shitty feeling of like being like fucking violated. Do you think they knew the grow was there? Um, yeah. So they, I mean, we they think left it, it like, think you guys know good. who it was. Okay. So he didn't want to empty you out completely. He just wanted the money. Um, yeah, they just wanted the money and the packs and they, they wanted to, I think they wanted to like, I think they stole money and shit to make it look like it it was not them. You know what I mean? Like it was a normal robbery, not just a like inside job. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, nah, they didn't try to go in the grow at all. Yeah. I mean, that would have been devastating. We would have been fucked we, i would have been moving back to home like that's most it, thieves though. yeah most thieves would go they empty every day all yeah. out yeah if they yeah so that didn't happen at that time we were you know blue dream was popping um we had some cuts of blue dream we were still running the great babe we were we never really got into the og thing I, I grabbed a few cuts and like i just really it wasn't for me. It was just like, it just didn't mesh with like my growing style and like my like sort of 
hands-off approach to like growing you know what i mean all the guys that were running it were kind of like hand watering rock wool like every day and and had their rooms a little bit more like dialed and i was like still like mainly doing the studio shit so i was like i just want to kind of put them in some dirt and and come back every couple days and check on them you know i'm not i didn't i wasn't full-time into it so um we harvested uh, that that last run at that spot, and then um, I don't remember what happened. We moved to that's when I met you right after that, right? We moved to this fucking house, bro. We moved to this house in off Van Nuys. This uh, the 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 landlord is a works for the justice department, um, and the and then the other guy, the brother of that guy, is uh uh. Uh, drug counselor drug counselor and those are our, those are their brothers and those are our landlords for the next house we move into and we built a built the whole garage out into into a grow and this shit's like right on van nuys boulevard like fucking mad foot traffic right past the house like and uh, not and and across like touching a school basically <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was wherever you could get it back in the day. It was was a bad location, and we ran, we we ran that, we ran that grow. Like we got maybe two runs out of it, and the landlord was like, "I need to come and like open the garage and go check the water timer or some shit for the sprinklers." I was like, "Someone tipped him off." I was like, "Nah, man, like we already handled it. Like it's Mm -hmm. all good." And he's like, "Nah, I need to come and see it." And we're like, "Okay, cool, no problem. Come on Tuesday." Tore the whole shit down. Had hella plants in veg. My brother had a homie up north. We brought all the plants up there and said, here, here's like teens basically like grow these out and like cut us something off of the harvest. And so uh, they did, which is great. Fucking stand up job to them. But um, we had to bounce out of that house pretty quickly. And... That was right when I met Becky. Um, It'd be good to interesting to hear your story. Yeah, let's to cut there into and then Becky. together. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what's that really story? That's the real rundown right there. We got the whole synopsis. <laughs> and all the way now. And, she's and very descriptive. He has a great memory. <laughs> yeah. You know, about this type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much, you know, went to high school, was an AP kid, smart. Um, but I don't know. Um, I didn't like listening to, to fucking rules. Didn't like listening to my dad. Didn't really like authority. Um, so right out of high school, I just kind of started. I didn't really ever have. I had some normal jobs like retail jobs and whatnot, but like never anything for very long. And I ended up just being like a hustler in the end. And um I, I just couldn't, I can't work hourly. I can't work, you know, on somebody else's time, really. It just had to, you know. And then I'm, my story is way shorter than John's. And then I, I met, I became friends with his brother. And and that's when he introduced me to Sean. And um, we met and, you know, we had a couple of dates, hung out a few times. And then he was like, can I put a veg in your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> and we were barely, we were barely, we weren't even really together. It was like, That's yeah. hilarious. I was like, my brother, yeah, my, cause my brother was like, had gotten ar- arrested again. Yeah. 
uh, and he was like, we can't have a veg in the house anymore. Like we, and we'll, we'll keep the flower room going. We had a, we had a, another eight lighter with a two ton mini split this time. And, uh, but he was like, we can't have the veg in the house. Uh, we're going to have to buy clones from other people. Or, and I was like, fuck that. Like we had this cut of Maui Wowie that we were like, that we had built up. We called it Maui Wowie. It, it, it was, was some, it was some Hawaiian shit. It, it was, and, but it finished in like eight weeks. It was like a, it was like a hybrid for sure. Um, but we had built up sort of a, a, some clientele for the, for the flower at some shops and shit that like would, consistently buy it. yeah yeah i was like fuck that dude i'm yeah. not gonna just grow random shit we're gonna we're gonna keep this so i just was like hey, shot Say, hey shoot, nice to meet you yeah. <laughs> i shoot my shot and i was like yo you want you know, hey what's up girl you want to put a veg in your apartment <laughs> yeah apartment upstairs apartment upstairs wow. apartment and i was like sure damn yeah. that's a test yeah. 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 Right. Uh, how long ago was this uh, 10 years yeah 10 years ago longer than that 2011 2011 20 yeah 2011 yeah, just about 11 years wow put a, one of those portable acs through the window of course it leaked into the windowsill down to the neighbor's house mm -hmm. totally his whole ceiling was fucking wet and they're like what are you guys doing in there what's yeah. going on it was bad. That was, <laughs> it. that was bad. You got but this we new guy coming around. Yeah. Now shit's going crazy. Exactly. Yeah. But we did sell a bunch of clones. Yeah. And it went good. We yeah. sold clones. We and and we and we uh and we made clones for my house and shit. Yeah. And had branding and stuff come into your life at all yet, or had no, you been doing any art or anything like that? Pretty quickly after that, but not yet. Yeah. yeah so what, what were you doing at the time when you guys met? I was a hustler. Okay. Got it. Yep. That's why yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, that's just doing like making that. money. I know what's up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch your credit card. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. Um, but we we did really well, you know. As as mm -hmm. starting out, vet, you know, I took care of some stuff. He taught me everything that I know, and um, so then yeah, my brother because since oh, yeah, he, he had left. got arrested, he's got he no also legal had this. Uh, this hash business where hash. where um my boy from up north was open blasting like he had the contract on like a bunch of sour diesel trim a bunch of fucking so he was go he'd go up to mendo grab all the it, it was indoor trim he, he'd grab all the trim um and then blast it open blast at his house i think in his backyard at first at first and then but i mean this dude's making pounds of uh crumble pounds and pounds and pounds in 2011 yeah and that's when it was like 30 or 40 a gram yeah it was expensive yeah, yeah. for sure um wholesale was like 25 bucks i think at, for us at the time fire still yeah. great yeah it was it was amazing so we were we were getting it i think he was giving it fronting it to us at like 17 a gram yeah some some team maybe 20 maybe 20 in the beginning and it went down to like 17, 18. And, um, well, at first it was Jason's job, but it was my brother's thing. And so he went, he had all the, all the shops lined up. He had, he, he was driving up and down from the bay twice a week. He was fucking, and then, and he would do, and it was all set up on consignment. So he would go, 
around, make his rounds, drop it all off, go pick up all the money, drive back up north, come back down, and fucking do it all over again, like week on a weekly basis. It was, was it all branded out, or was it just in little containers, mm, or how just, was it? It was honestly, it was all fucking big slabs of like wax paper. one. Uh, our parchment paper, yeah. all big slabs of like all sour diesel, all blue dream, all this. And he would break it up into other little pouches and name them all different shit. And, and then the shops would break it down from there. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so it would be like five different bags of sour diesel, but it would just be like blackberry and this and that. And, <laughs> and they'd sit there and dab each one and be like, I want this one. Like, I can they, taste the they, blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and no, oh, that's what does taste like sour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Crazy people are yeah, hilarious. Because you would, this is the slabs wouldn't be really yeah. uniform. You ain't color. getting us with that. They, they wouldn't really that. be, you know, this, each, <laughs> each like patty wasn't the same color and it wasn't the same exact texture. So we would just break off different chunks that look different and like, there was no live resins either back then. It was just yep. wax. So mm -hmm. trim run was was everyone was using. So yeah, was, those were the good days. Yeah, it was just uh, <laughs> open, straight open blast. And so we took that over. We took that yeah, business over. That and the grow at the house. Yeah. So my brother left, went up to NorCal because he was um, trying to just escape his probation officer and all that shit. For him, it was a full time position. Yeah. At, at that time, it was full time for him. I was still doing music shit but like getting super like um disenchanted with it just because like i had it, it went from like making beats to like just recording other people and like doing shit for other people and became way more of a job and i i went around and i saw like i was going to fool's houses in the valleys that that had grammys and they were just living in like two bedroom fucking trap houses and i'm like ah man this ain't for with me this ain't it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, man, this ain't it. This ain't it for me. Like you mix that record and that record and that record. And you're just, yeah, I mean, got a house. You, you just have to love it so much that you're fine with whatever you get out of it. You know what I mean? It, and for me, it was more like, I realized like, nah, I kind of wanted to make a lot of money doing this shit. And, and it's the odds are so low that I, I just realized like, nah, I'm not really like in it for life like that not this shit so i went but that was like at the time that we took over so at the same time that happened to me at the same time that i that we took over the hash business and the and the grow and so um basically went pretty much full time like six months after we took that shit over um and we were we just went the hash thing went was big money maker and the and the grow we went from one house to three three grow houses pretty quick. And Prop Two Fifteen starts around then, or when does it start Sorry, to become it was, your highness? Oh, uh, so so okay, yeah. so um, you know, we were selling hash and stuff to the dispensaries, and all the hash there was hash companies at that time that were starting to brand. They were really the only people branding. Like you don't back then, it wasn't you didn't have flower brands. You just had the hash fucking companies so yeah i was like i saw Super that heady people yeah it was I, like crown yeah crown extracts and stuff mm. like that i just i don't remember Banff, maybe. Banff was like yeah Banff, crown yeah uh, so a couple couple other people doing doing it big doing i was it like pretty big i was like yo sean we need to brand we need to like get our, our name out there get like flower that has something that we choose on it and he was like no we're not gonna do that 
Because yeah. it was like, you know, it was, it was more involved. In that. It was scary. It was early. And it, it was, was scary yeah. because, you know, it wasn't you, you, you never know what was going to happen. And she, she did everything, though. <laughs> so I feel like you were also like Instagram. At the same I did. Time. I was. I, I, I actually created. He runs the Instagram now. I created the Instagram and started like posting our grow photos and whatnot and being like, OK, like. We're going to fucking never put our face or anything like that. But like, you know, would put that shit up and it's all archived now because, man, it is yeah, hilarious to look at thinking we're fucking crushing it. And it's just, oh, my God, a night and day to what it is yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Um, we were posting like, you know, pictures of open blasting and yeah. all, kind, all kinds of yeah. dumb shit. I feel you craziest mids you've ever seen i thought it was so fire yeah. with the best trim job oh my god no it was bad um so yeah i was like we need to start branding and he eventually you know came around to it and was like okay and on one of the trips where we were making the the fucking we ended up making the wax with the guy eventually but you know um so we were up in the middle of the forest making this wax and one night I'm just like, if we start branding, like, what should we call ourselves? What should we call ourselves? And then I sat up. I was like, your highness. Like, damn, it's like, you know, royalty and being like at the top and also like getting fucking high. Like, that's fucking cool. Double entendre. Like, I love that name. And so I was like, yo, your highness, let's fucking be your highness. And I don't remember if you were like. I wasn't super into it right away. Oh, I was right. like, well, see, I didn't even know that. I was like. <laughs> he hates all my ideas. <laughs> I was just. I didn't see it. Skeptical. I didn't hate it. I was just kind of like hesitant. I was just yeah. kind of like. That's a cool. I was just like, okay, let's see if we can come up with anything else. But like, it yeah. seems fine. And I was like, no, that's and, it. And like, yeah. That's fucking it. <laughs> you know, you know when it's it. You, you know, do. I feel you. I feel you. you. And oh, she, um, did. she did. Yeah, no, yeah. And, <laughs> no, but it all someone always knows you got you get that feeling. You're like, I know this is it. And, and it takes a little convincing to the other people. It, yeah. And, and you it know, does. it's funny because we ma I made the Instagram right away. Your Highness L.A. Not even a year later, somebody came out with another Your Highness brand, Your Highness SF. And like we ended up oh, wow. having to have a legal battle over the fucking name your highness oh. because they were like oh well you're la and we're sf and it's like no it doesn't really fucking work mm -hmm. that way like yeah. same state we got, yeah. we got their trademark canceled they got your highness we got your highness and they got your highness <laughs> co, co right and, after us yeah and so, so we got their shit but canceled. luckily you know because we did have that timestamp of like when it was made and when you know when we were actually selling product under our brand name we were mm -hmm. able to win that situation huge yeah yeah because it was a lot of that shit was your idea like where did, like we kind of where we got the idea for the logo and like um had this guy that used to make our album covers fucking do the graphic design on the logo and like it came back like pretty fucking tight right from the beginning yeah. we were like yeah this is it this is it i knew I what like i wanted it to look like and whatnot and um you know a lot of the the visions that i had really came out good with with that artist and that we still use them today which is we were talking earlier it was about. all it was all instagram like nobody yeah. was fucking with us like putting jars or, or or we would maybe put a sticker on a pack but then like obviously that's just on the turkey bag in the back of the shop you know what i mean yeah like i mean shops weren't giving us credit they, they we had this like maui wowie strain and and um i remember it was one of the favorites at daddy's collective over um it was in sherman oaks at ventura, the time ventura yeah yeah 
Daddy's Pipes. It was yep. Daddy's Pipes. Yeah. It was right next door. Yeah. A lot of and... porn stars actually shop there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how do you know that? Yeah. What? Did I say that on camera? <laughs> my bad. I didn't know I said that on camera. My bad. My bad. This guy's a fan of porn stars. No, no, no. Weirdo. I deal with shops and I like to know who their clientele is. And I go after certain shops who I know have certain clientele because I want those people trying our product. And so when we would put our list together, I always knew daddy's pipes had a certain amount of clientele that I was very specific. Yeah. And I was then, Hey, relax over there, bub. <laughs> Just, it was, oh. it's tactical approaches. Well, who doesn't want a bunch of cool people smoking their product? Right, right. Right. And then you get into other industries, it gets even better. So for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to touch on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. We used to work with them pretty heavily. I love all that. Um, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't really like, Put our brand name out there because I believe no. they we asked them it? to. Were they renaming it as they theirs? Were called, or? It was called Maui, yeah, but was, they wouldn't give us credit. Mm-hmm. They weren't like like very very few people got credit we like, at the time. Like we made we stickers made, and we were yeah. like, "Yo, put these stickers like right there." I don't think they were they were down to do. Nah, that. nobody was down. And then and and that went on for a while. We just we so we were only branding on the, on Instagram basically. And what year was this? This was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So this, I, I just, and that's what I'm thinking now. This has still got to be early now. Yeah. yeah super, early. super early. And like Jungle Boys were, I, I don't even think they had even a hundred thousand followers at the time. It was like maybe 60, 70,000. And, and they were posting pictures of like 40 lighters and it was like, holy fucking shit. I can't believe they would post this. Not, not that this is the biggest grow I've ever seen, but it was like, fuck, they're posting this shit. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what really like, then I, that, that, yeah, and that, that sent me down a rabbit hole. Honestly, that's when I got on the forums and like looked up all the Jack may offer shit and like, but, um, yeah. So we had the, yeah, what we, we, we were growing weed for what? Two, three Specifically years. Specifically that like Maui. That. Yeah, yeah. From like 2013 that- to 2016, 17. 17, we were running that cut. And we had this other like green crack cut that we got from a dude up in uh, Orange County. And he, it was, they were pretty similar. Our cut was a little bit more floral and like, um, and, and like fruity. And the green crack was like, everyone knows what green crack is. But it was like, explain a, it though. What would you consider? What would you say? I can't even really remember, honestly, at this point. It's but like sweet, but it's, it's also it, like, it's sour almost. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's I can think of the smell in my head, but I can't really explain it like that. Well, it's, it's not like weed now, not even close. It's right. Like, it is yeah. very distinct. It's like you don't smell that smell anymore. So it's, it's, it's hard to be like, oh, it's like this strain or mm-hmm. that strain. It's not, it's not like anything that's out anymore, but it's not necessarily like still to the, to this day. It's not necessarily something that you're like, oh, I wish I could smell that again. No, it's not really that great of a smell. I don't think, but it's, um, maybe crossed with something it could be pretty fucking cool but um it ain't that blueberry from back no hell no the blueberry (laughs) was like straight pancakes bro it was nice um yeah uh that that plant group weird as fuck too super short and just like a real christmas tree um the the blueberry plant Mm -hmm. that i got i know i know from listening to the podcast that you guys were 
a blueberry at some point. Big there was fan. blueberry was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. We used to grow a cut from Dutch Passion Seed Company back in the day. This is a, my mentor used to grow, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got into it. But yeah, this is years and years ago. But yeah, blueberry still to this day. I think whenever that comes back into the the picture, whoever brings that back out, whatever it is, if they hunt it back, it's going to be a huge wave again. Because a lot of people Definitely. hear blueberry, but they don't even know, like very few people remember the original ones, it's you know, good, they were like, this is real taste. blueberry. It's not like, yeah, it's not like <laughs> blueberry muffin. It's not yeah. like orange turps or banana turps or strawberry turps. It was, it's fucking like so well round. Like those turps are usually like one note. It's like just fake banana, fake orange, fake strawberry. The blueberry turp was like fucking a whole basket of blueberries with like some fucking syrup on there or some shit you know it was di- it was different yeah it was way more complex and not just like a single note type thing so i remember buddies popping jars and putting them around and making people smell it and be like close your eyes what does this smell like and it was blueberry was the always the one where they would be like close your eyes real quick okay what is that and everyone was like blueberries <laughs> and it was like yeah you know was, that's crazy yeah, yeah out of all the strains you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people just say weed, but yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought that was the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So speed it up a little bit from 2013. When did you guys start dropping your highness and yeah. then start becoming a thing? Obviously, you registered the Instagram. Yeah, that was making it a thing without probably you guys knowing. I think we, a few of us, kind of. That's how we all start, right? We're mm-hmm. just like you know, yes. getting the presence online and kind of reaching out to people, and then things just start happening. Yeah, so. I feel like our, our Maui Wow started to get played out and we started to, he was like, we need to do some new flavors and pop some seeds. Oh, we had, we had multiple, th- yeah, we had multiple things going on. And I was, this is, I was like, no. Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had root, we had root aphids at the time too. So that's fun. And I just couldn't mm. get ahead of it. It was destroying our, our profitability. It was just like, everything was just. We had, we had just had, had we had just had a kid and our first our Why first. Why were you talking the seed talk? Yeah, yeah. And, and you were running soil. Were you running soil? I was running cocoa. Pure, so very hard to get him out of that. Pure cocoa at the time, yeah. And so I was I was not able to get ahead of it. I was having fucking mad problems. I was runs were just coming out just like boofier and boofier, and like yields are going down, and it's just sinking ship. And I'm spreading them to fucking. Uh, f- to the veg and then to my other flower room. And now, cause I didn't really know what they were for a while. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I got fungus gnats and my rooms aren't doing that well. And then let me kill these fungus gnats. And then when they didn't die, I was like, okay, now since this isn't fungus gnats, this is something else. And this is causing these problems. And, um, just went down that whole rabbit hole of trying to be like organic and trying to like do it the right way and not use some bad shit. And I ended up um, basically getting rid of all those strains, using some bad shit on some of them to try to keep them alive, um, using some bad shit to just really sterilize everything. And on, and we got rid of that shit after we used, um, you know, some imacloprid or whatever, yeah. which, which isn't, I mean, it's bad to smoke, but I mean, that shit's on everything in the grocery store. The only way you use that, in my opinion, is when you get to a point where you're like, I got to save this genetic, right? Like yeah. the, I, this genetics about to die. And we're going to lose it forever. Let's 
let's use something harsh on it. Let's take it. Let's put it somewhere. And and I've already tried every other thing, right? You've already sprayed seven <clears throat> different things. Nothing's happening. Yeah. The bugs are still there. They're still because what happens is people build tolerances up to it. And now you got that plant after there's a tolerance on those bugs. And now those bugs don't give a shit yeah. if you spray, you know, it salmon get, oil on them. Can't get crazy. Parsley yeah. oil. Right. right. Like that's what people are. It's like, yeah, parsley oil. They just eat that up. It's like an appetizer to your plant. <laughs> For real though. And so, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It got, it got fucking, it was bad, man. And so, um, we honestly still, I think we still had them honestly when we got the seed. So, uh, you know, we were, we were heavy, heavily on Instagram, checking out everything, staying, getting deep into the culture of, of these brands that and brands and branded weed and you know jungle boys was had just dropped the wedding cake and um i reached out to jbz and was like yo um i'll help you like if you need anything like whatever it is i'll help you like i'll come anything you need just fucking let me know and he was like test some seeds for me fucking come meet up grab some shit and the first packs he gave me was the animal men's bx1 which is like legendary fucking cross that he did and um he gave me some other shit that hermed really bad that he told me was gonna herm it was a it was a male that he had made off of um what's that norcal cut norcal uh it's like a dosi. Is it a dosi dough cut? Is yeah, NorCal dosi dough. No, but it's like what made the dosi dough um, face off the 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 Girl Scout cookie cut. That's like fucked up. Uh, Durban? No, fuck. Uh, what am I in my trip? Um, OGKB. Yeah, OGKB. He had an OGKB uh cross that was the male thank you thank no, you i'm ready i'm ready yeah Let's so you go. had the ogkb cross that was the male on two of these packs which they just he said you know the the he said hey, it's probably gonna hurt him just just check it out for me and then the animal mince bx1 was and from that both of those other packs herms just like he said it was just like pretty much 99 percent herms i was trying to like pick them off and shit because i didn't i'd never pop seeds at this point so i was trying to pick off the pods and like try to stop them from herming i, I was just like these plants are looking great like i want to see what they do and flower and um they were obviously females but they were you know but they were, were popping nuts and so I ended up not being able to keep any of those, but off of the Animal Mints pack, um, Animal Mints BX1 uh, was everything was stable from in my pack, and everything it was just one pack, um, and I and I think we found, I mean the the bangers, I mean like shit turned purple, shit was fucking super frosty, um, you know, heavily, heavy, heavy TK terps, fucking funky OG shit mixed with like, um, like, uh, and the cut and the, and the, so we found, we had like four that were cool. We ran them again. We kept two, um, passed them back to JBZ. We hadn't really gotten like a super good run on it. And like, um, and at the, t- when we did, um, Around the same time, JBZ ran it right away. We ran it and we both were like, yo, this fucking shit has like crazy lemon terps. Like it smells like the strongest, most like 
fucking realistic lemon smell that you've ever smelled. And, 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 and so he was, he was super stoked on it. We were hyped on it. And then at the end, those lemon terps turn into like, cause I guess lemonine is like a precursor terpene. So it can change and it turn it turns into more of like a funky OG sort of like wedding, likes a little wedding cake with like, but like a way more complex, like OG funky with like a tiny bit of lemon. Is that, is that accurate? And so then that was lemon meringue cake and that was our animal mints BX nine. Um, was that the first strain you guys branded out? That was the first one. Yeah, we 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 lemon that meringue out. cake. Yeah. yeah, and then we brought it over well, to JBZ named it lemon meringue cake. He named the female great name, and and then like we we had the cut as well, and we so then we went with the name, and we started doing some branding around the name, and um, reached out to Jungle Boys and said, "Yo, can we can reach out to Roach?" wax face and said yo what's up can i bring some flour by and he was like yeah i'll set you up here maybe he made me an appointment to meet with uh, the buyer and we went down there and uh it's one of our first like production batches of the lemon meringue cake we we knew it was fire but we had never really done like big, a big yeah. uh, like a whole room of it and so we went down there and they bought it all and and they gave us credit they fucking put your highness on they the pop top jars. Yep. Awesome. Jungle Boys so first ones. Yep. First ones that actually. Yo, shout out to Jungle Boys, yep. man. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. Support, they support the people early and they really do this shit for yeah. real. That's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of our sponsors for the show. I Supported mean, for real. Early reach they right reached out. out. So, yeah. It's so dope, man. Yeah. And they, they, they fucking. After that, it was like everybody was asking for it. Everybody. I mean, we had the JBZ cosine. We had the fucking Jungle Boys cosine. We it wasn't like a full cosine, but I mean, they they, they were, were giving us credit. Together. They yeah. were giving us credit. We were doing I mean, business together. It was great. It was amazing. I mean, and it sold out. Yeah, and yeah. it was and 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 honestly, yeah, like I remember the lemon remake. Uh, lemon meringue, meringue cake. cake. Yeah, yeah. We made a little week. one of our first graphics. We made um was the little lemon meringue cake monster. I don't know if you guys until that you would see a. Jungle like, Boys or what? A, uh, we did do it on a jar at one point. Yeah. It was like a little cake monster. It was like a piece of <laughs> cake with arms yeah. and a mouth. Yeah, okay, okay. It was a fucking, it was a thing. <laughs> we made pins, we made shirts, and that was like one of the first things that we did as like a brand, like besides weed, you know, we did mm. some shirts and some, some stuff like that. And fucking everybody loved it. I still, to this day, I get like pictures of the pin sent to me and yeah, and, that. like homies were buying the shirts off of our like ghetto website we set up and then wearing them to TLC when we would drop and like fucking buying the weed and wearing our clothes and shit in line. Like it was hype, bro. And it was, it was awesome. and, 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 um, you know, and, and packs were making it all over the world. Like, and JBZ, did he use that strain in breeding and did he so now he has that, did he run that as yeah, well? Yeah, he did. So anything that said, anything that has meringue in the title that he made is most, most likely using the, the the lemon meringue cake cut and anything that's like animal mints bx9 is the same cut he's done it both ways and um the main strain and that's your pheno though that you found and i yeah. think they grow up for mints uh and so the cross uh, one of the main crosses that he made yeah they did drop it with the mints brand they did a lemon meringue cake drop mm-hmm. at one point a production run like early on and um 
that's, killer. I mean, and, that's cool to know that that's your Fino. Yeah. And, um, but I'd say one of the biggest crosses that he did with it was the lemon mints. So he hit reversed. Did he do it twice? No, he did. He, he didn't make a L. Yeah. KM the male. He just did the reverse one, right? He, he reversed his Cushman's female, which I don't remember the Fino number of it, but he, he, he did reversed it on and hit the lemon meringue cake. I thought and it didn't take seed. I thought it like didn't take well at, at that point. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. It wasn't a big release, but, mm. but and they when did you guys, drop the seeds at one point because mm. we bought them. Yeah. And when you guys talk about Herms and stuff like that, that's when you, when you're dealing with just so people understand you're dealing with such finicky strains, you're dealing with reversals of females to males. And now this female that was a female is a male. And we're going to pollinate this other female it just comes with the territory of a lot of breeding projects that you you're you hunt this down and you find these diamonds through the rough. Right. And right. you find these gems. But just so it doesn't like it's a normal thing to find a bunch of herms sometimes. But then you find sweet stuff and it just depends on the strains that were crossed. You know, no slack on JBs or anything. It's just that's what happens, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I mean, uh, some of our buddies who have come on have said stuff like this and it's just uh you know, it's hard to take strains like OGKB and be like, let's not have a Herm, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, if the breeder tells you like, look, it's maybe going to Herm, like take their word for it. They're, it's not, they're not fucking joking. Yeah. Like you're taking, it's at your own risk. So, mm -hmm. and if someone tells you the gear is untested, that's also on you. Like as the customer, like it's, they're being straight up with you. They can't, it, and it's, it's the people who don't say that shit. That are the you know bad apples or whatever. It's it's if someone tells you, hey, you know this is most likely going to be unstable or 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 here it's not tested. Fucking see what you find. See what you find. Yeah, I mean it's it's on you. So I never uh, it was never an issue. Herms to me is it's always a joke. It's like fucking what the fuck? It's an OG cross. What do you think is going to happen? It's a fucking cookies cross. What did you think was going to happen? There's not going to be Herms. You're that's like. One in a hundred, one in at least one in 10, like that across is going to actually come out stable. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's just a, a luck of the draw. And like, mm -hmm. I only know that from just popping, popping a bunch of gear and, and looking through it all and seeing what the genetics are. Um, and, and I, we've been doing breeding now, but like at the time we were just hunting other people's shit. So um so that was a hit lemon did, uh, cake. yeah the lemon meringue cake tell us great. how shady apples came about which yeah, is what i'm so a fan of and the one of your big hits so the progression was pretty much like like you guys had said did was he breeding with that um he did he made the reverse kush mints to the lemon meringue cake which was the lemon mints he gave me three packs of that shit we popped all 30 of them they were femmes ran like a that was like a 30 female hunt we ran those a few times that took like, that probably took like a year to go through. Um, just because it was like super spotty. It was like, it was like, we ran some phenos and then we like ran some more over here. And like, there was just so we, we were sort of scattered and we were, I think even at that time we had the license. And so we were trying to, we were trying to do that and it was just, just doing everything. Yeah, it was just, and we were just trying to do it all ourselves. It was, it was kind of hectic. So we ended up going through those seeds at one point and um, I think right around, and then JBZ also gifted us, well, as testers to some other seeds that, that um, ended up being 
the shady apples as well, like right after the lemon mint. So, um, you remember the original cross? Yeah. It was a KM 11 fritter killer. Yeah. Real different too. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, there wasn't a lot of fritter floating around. So definitely the most unique. It's a good blend of the two. Yeah. Nice in the Cushmans. I like it better than fritter. Just to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would take the shady apples over fritter. I think so. I wouldn't call myself a big fritter fan. Right. You're the shady apples. I like the twist. It brought the best out in the fritter. Yeah. 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 I feel like that too. And a lot of the, honestly, a lot of that cross Cushman's apple fritter is like bangers. Just one of the best crosses that I've seen. Um, Just every plant had something that was like, okay, this could be it. Like, I think we had like four keepers and um, we had to re-veg them and like, we had to revenge the shady I, apples. Yeah, Ooh, we had to revenge them. Almost yeah. lost it. And, yeah, so, and one that I ha- that I liked a lot, we did lose, and so I was just like, all right, fuck it. Right, this is what our, were you gonna call that one? Um, nothing. I, it was, uh, <laughs> it was the number eight. It was it was number right. eight. Oh yeah, you get to the brand process. I, I think shady apples was no shady apples was number eight. Number nine is the one you liked. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So my my number died. Her number went one. And that, yeah, number eight was my selection. So we didn't really have in the shady apples name. We didn't have that right away. But she came up with it. She was just like, I think this sounds cool. We told some people, and there was no there was it was literally there was no meaning behind it. it was she was just kind of like this sounds cool. Like it does what do you think. And I was like, it does sound it's cool. Catchy. Like let's tell some people about it. And then we told some people. And then um, we tried to change the name to something else at one point, and everyone was like, "No, fuck that! Like, yeah. we don't want that shit. We want the shady apples." I don't remember trying like, to change the name. What's well, your we, creative like, process? We, we tried to like tell some people. I, I remember we were thinking about changing the name mm-hmm. or something because there was some drama. What's the creative? Oh, yeah. What's like, the creative yeah, like when, you, when you're thinking of a name, like when you're sitting there and you're like, "Man, we got to brand out a name." Now you've come up with some a couple successful ones. Like, what's the process for you? Um, do you get stoned and just sit there and think? I mean, I'm for real. Or do you look at packs? Do you? I I don't know. I, things just come to me. I try and lead one thing to another, to another, to another. When I'm just sitting there thinking about stuff, like trying to make connections between words and and things that actually relate to, you know, what I like and what I'm trying to name. So I don't know. Shady apples just. I mean, the. One of the original fucking dope name. I don't know how I, I like. Oh, I, mean, I can tell you exactly. Too. I can tell you exactly how I come up with. Originally, the packs came to us as Secret Cookie Times came uh, Cushman's. That was the the names on the pack. Um, so I just thought of like shady secrets, mm. and then so I was like, I and like this it. is such an apple strain. Like, there's you can't not add apples to that because it was. Yeah, it has has that turp on it for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, so mostly just that. (laughs) It's cool to hear. No, it's like cool to hear because a lot of people know it's a different strain. It's unique. Yeah, we definitely like take the pack or at least a sample and like look at it a lot and smell it a lot and like brainstorm. And I mostly just throw out like shit names, like bad ones on purpose. Uh, everyone has a different process, process yeah, a little like, bit. Let's not everyone has this. a different process. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool to hear yours, you know. Yeah. Some so people drive, you know. Talk yeah. to us talk to us about all the other merch. I mean, we got a candle burn in here. We know you guys got a ton of gear. 
you, yep. you shout out to zoomies you guys are in zoomies yep. with clothing which is which is which is big for the community yeah you know that's big for cannabis that's you what, know what i mean because that's you know a nationwide uh chain of stores that's yep. selling clothes and it's amazing that's an amazing accomplishment amazing feature Over, yeah it's like seven not to be taken lightly 700 stores just in the u.s they got canada and europe as well it's, insane we're we're in we're in a lot of them I, I mean we're all over u.s but yep. canada and and europe we are, we're Germany representing out and there too tomato. yeah yeah there's so like how a, did all that come about and how did you you know that i i, I what me, i'm getting from me. this is this is more your part um yeah i mean still pretty 50 50 but uh we actually have partners on the clothing side got it um but you know the shirts the lemon meringue, the lemon meringue cake monster was selling well and you know just doing logo shirts and whatnot everybody really liked it so um he had mentioned you know he has a twin brother and his wife mandy they own a clothing brand called broken promises and um cool brand yes she's a great designer um, i actually follow her personally mandy is Amazing, amazing. Hey. Got it together, huh? <laughs> he did get it together. Got Found it together. the one. Oh, dude, I love a good ending of the story. Bro. He really did. He, he Damn, moved out. To, he moved back to LA and he went through some some hard times. But he was he was always really into fashion, and so uh yeah man he got it together and for they're sure. currently together oh, correct yeah. oh yeah you guys look alike man i i, I see her on them on the instagram because they have their clothing twi- line is twins. super famous yeah oh, no yeah. but like it, it's funny because he's all tatted out yeah, yeah. he's yeah. completely oh. covered and he in tats. like you gotta yeah got they it. live the brand yes. they really do that's yes. i see the the honestly man you you're you guys as a couple and them as a couple it's kind of like a similar vibe yeah, yeah. Totally, they totally um you know match each other and they've created an incredible business and one mm-hmm. of the top zoomies brands in in I mean, the store just, broken promises broken yeah. promises Shout yeah out to broken promises and mandy yeah that's how you guys were able to break into yeah that so like, they they had gotten their brand off the ground like really really got it moving they had um they had they were doing they were sh- they had an online store that they were shipping uh everything out their garage they would they were they were at this other business they were flipping vans they would go and buy like a hundred pairs of vans and they would uh sew a little patch on them and they would flip them on etsy for like double roses put like, yes yeah. exactly mm-hmm. put i like have a, a pair of rose vans <laughs> yeah. you've seen them i did no i got some custom rose for you. yeah no i like their brand i, th- I love that i yeah. get the connection now it's yeah. so dope if yeah. people yeah. are familiar that it's a very successful brand yeah so yeah. i mean they were looking for another project and they were kind of like asking around and 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 talking to people and then they just kind of were like they kind of just thought you know cannabis is blowing up like weed is getting legalized everywhere like this that might be a good avenue. And my brother. At the same time, though, I was like, yo, our clothes are selling well. We have like the clothing people that can like do anything and are, they're so good at it. Let's start something with them for the clothing side. Yeah, it was like a good time. And like, they were looking for something. We were already kind of doing it and it was going it was going in the right direction. And um, so they we had a meeting like an actual business meeting about doing it. And the first original idea was a little bit like scaled down, kind of like a test, like pilot 
thing and then we just like within like the first week we were like no nah, we're gonna fucking full blown full go. blown do like the sewing tags and like really fucking invest like real money into it and like try to do it right we launched it first we launched our website yeah and then like august of 20 whatever like 2019 maybe yeah. it, it did well it did well and so but you know we wanted to bring it to retail and um, they have a great relationship with Zoomies. So, um, you know, we got together with Zoomies and they love the idea and they got us into, you know, they're our retail partner for 700 stores throughout the entire United States. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Huge yeah. for cannabis. Yeah. And, um, you know, we do a bunch of, uh, we do a bunch of, like, we do both sides. So we do tons of female stuff, inspire stuff, and we do tons of male stuff too. So, which is big. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, it's going great. I mean, what I like to amazing. say is if you can't smoke your highness, you got to wear your highness, you know, yeah. to keep the culture getting out there to all 50 states and throughout the world because it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's how we live and it's, it's means everything to us. So we want to share it. And if you can't smoke it, you know, you should be, you should be in it. You can at least wear it. Yeah. And so if we follow like you that. on Instagram, we'll see when the next drops in zoomies are, or how do we find out when the next clothing drops are in zoomies? I mean, we've been dropping almost, we've been dropping weekly. I think it's pretty close to that. Wow. Still. Weekly. Yeah. Well, that's on our site, on our, on okay. our site, on our yes. on, online. And so some of, so some of that stuff, you know, with zoomies it's not a hundred we don't have a lot of control over like when and where and and whatnot so we um we just it's more it's most it's more like traditional i say it's more like season season by season yeah cool so super cool so um, then they can go support you know yeah i love your guys's designs and it it is dope for people what's the website for everyone at home um for it's your highness clothing.com clothing.com yeah yeah. Super dope. What do you guys feel about that side of the business complimenting the cannabis side? And do you favor one side or how do you guys feel about it? That at all, you know, you know, the goal was just to create a, a clothing brand, not do merch, not do just, you know, like, like a logo tee. Like we wanted to really like round it out into like a full lifestyle, full picture brand. And so that's why we off like that's why we have so many different shirts and so many different styles and um do so many different things on the clothing side because we're we're it's we're just we're trying to push it uh as like its own almost different as its own thing and then just tie it back um to the cannabis as the foundation as like this is where it started from so that we're using our platform to just to to sort of just ground it into this is where this is why it's a thing and this is where it came from you know what i mean yep. uh, a lot of people try to start a start a brand off of nothing and it, it takes a lot of work you know what i mean 100%. to, to, to make a that time to build a mean something you know yep 100%. you didn't near live it you know you have to do you guys yeah. what do you guys call the people that that follow you and interact with you you call them anything <laughs> you have a name for them Nah, nah. We nah. should though. Well, I'm looking at like, idea. I'm looking over here. You got a digital digital scale here. Scale. This is impressive. This is dope. It yeah. is cool, right? This it's is like... probably one of the dopest scales I've ever seen. No <laughs> yeah. lie. 
Yeah, that shit came out clean. Super that dope. took like so. Is this like a year has this make. been you guys on stuff like this? Obviously, this is yeah. you guys producing and yep. putting this out and dropping it because this takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put all this stuff you, together. Uh, I mean, one thing I did. You got it, you know, the dope buttons and, yeah. you know, everything. So it's dope. I like it a lot. You you need a dedicated team to do Yeah, it's a whole other business, that. like it he is, said. Exactly. Really, that's you, why I kind of asked, like, you know, because when we when we started Blackleaf, like, that was, originally it was, like, clothing we wanted to do, we knew for sure, but it was, like, we do weed. So, right. you know what I mean? So exactly. it was, like, you try to mesh it, but then you realize, like, wow, this is, like, it's a whole animal. Uh, you know yes. what I mean? It's two separate businesses, you know? Yeah, you can't, so, you really yeah. can't do both. I yeah. definitely recommend it's, any anybody who wants to do but it. It's, it's cool have. that you kept building, 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 and then now you have, well, through, you know, strategic partnerships and alignments and everything like that, you're able to have a real team and have yeah. a real output because you guys are, you're out there, you know, which is awesome. It's yeah, amazing. We're just getting, we're just getting started really like, yep. it's come, we've been finding like our, voice and our lane for the clothing shit and really like the direction we've tried a lot of different things and we're starting to get really good feedback on like what's working and what's what people kind of want from us and what and and we're we're starting to do collabs with like we just did one with hyperwolf where we did a, a clothing capsule we did a, a collaborative flower bag and that is sold out currently but that that was a fucking epic um collab that went amazing and we're about to drop another strain with them here shortly and then we have you know we got other uh, uh, another sponsor amazing collabs coming uh, yeah i'm i got one lined up with neptune seeds that's going to be coming you know Dope. um shout out to neptune seed bank yep one of our prime sponsors largest seed bank in america yep neptuneseeds.com yeah <laughs> love, hey. love them too yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah. mean if you want seeds that's the spot to go yeah. neptuneseedbank.com what a shit for sure <laughs> tell us where we can find the product in the shops or obviously hyperwolf right hyperwolf yeah. delivery hyperwolf delivery right now yeah we're doing an, uh, an exclusive run with them right now so um, love hyperwolf that, that's how i got the zoo spin to try the zoo spin oh and, nice uh Great service. Where are you delivery. at? Where are you at? Well, I, when I did it, it was it was out like like Pasadena area yeah. out there. Yeah. So I can't get it at my house right yeah, now. They carry yeah. a good seven ten labs though. They carry a lot of really good brands yeah. that are. I mean, some of the best ones, obviously. They got a really good team over there. Yeah, they're great people. Yeah, they care a lot about the product, like Absolutely. about what they put out. What what type of strains you guys looking forward to dropping next? You said you got a couple collabs coming. We are creating uh, strains right now. Um, we love to breed. We've been breeding, doing shady apple crosses. We do seed releases on Neptune. Um, Fire. So we're going to be growing out some of those, dropping those. We have these amazing. I don't know if I could talk about what we're doing collab wise, but like it's sure. going to blow your fucking mind. You can do the next. I mean, the give the, us a little the, something. One's coming. Anything next we can, month. We're doing next month. So we get a drop. For, yeah, next month it'll be a good time for. Okay, it comes so out. for four twenty, we're doing Dazed and Confused official collaboration with NBC Universal. We get wow. licensed the movie. Congrats, yeah. gang! For real, that's Huge. dope. Huge. Yeah, that's that's super dope. You guys are gonna kill that one. Yeah. It'd be way cooler Make if sure you did. Size <laughs> large, and then we got <laughs> XL right here. It'd be way cooler yeah. if you did. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the dope. movie, that's man. Dope. We're cool. Yeah. That's huge. That's that is dope. mass. Congratulations. 
congratulations on that for yeah. a weed brand to be able to break this third yeah. wall. And I mean, hopefully we'll see, see Fairfax it. at some yeah. point. Oh, I know. That's, you know. that's the goals. Yeah. And I mean, we're trying to bridge the gap even more, you know, like we have some collabs lined up that are going to be like actual, you know, we're, we're going to bring, yeah, we're going to do cannabis with some brands that you wouldn't imagine I that, like that. It's like that the they, Supreme model. You know, almost, we're gonna you know. we're gonna we're gonna bring it full circle. So, um, you know, we're but we're also trying to you know do some collabs within the within the community that are you know meaningful and like with with people that you know that we that we heavily fuck with and like first smoke of the day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, don't man. give it too much. Shirt collab. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That'd be killer. Any any last shout outs for you guys before we wrap up? Or where they can watch Your Highness go down? Yeah, give them the info. Yeah, I mean, Your Highness LA on Instagram, YHLA underscore B, uh, your, your Highness dot YHLA on Instagram. <laughs> for the clothing, yeah. For the clothing. Dope. Um, Absolutely. That's, we got a, we got a small telegram that we keep kind of on the low. Um, not anymore. <laughs> Yo, and, and go check them out on all Zoomies. Like yeah. there's Zoomies in every single mall. I don't care where you're at. Go check Zoomies out. Call them and and go support your highness. If you smoke weed, definitely go support your highness at Zoomies, man. Dope brand. I know the weed is fire. I love the shady apples. Amazing products. I'm I'm excited just looking at all of this. It. Yeah, we amazing. got crazy. We, we just Dope did collabs. the yeah. We just did the fem the uh, shady apples fem. Yeah. Uh, so seed reversal. So we're dropping that with Neptune pretty soon. Absolutely. I'm smoking this shady that out meringue. NeptuneSeedBank.com. And already hey, know. Let's go. It's your Highness, season four, episode 40. Let's go. It's first smoke of the day. Let's go. Peace. What's up? I want to take a second to talk about Grow Generation, the largest hydroponic retailer in the country. Over 60 stores nationwide. Go to growgeneration.com and enter in the code first smoke. Become a part of the family. Let's go where the pros go to grow. Hey, calling all breeders and growers to the world's largest online seed bank, neptuneseedbank.com. Check out this. I got goodies from all the best breeders in the market. To go here and change your game in your garden, go to NeptuneSeedBank.com. You can get Blackleaf and you can get all the best breeders in the game. NeptuneSeedBank.com, first smoke of the day sent you. Let's talk about Athena, one of the number one nutrient companies in the world, Athena Nutrients. Blackleaf, tell them how you use IPM in your garden. Athena IPM, one of the best products out right now for IPM management. This product passed testing for legal facilities and is what is what I use in my garden. Blackleaf approved, Athena IPM. This product and all other products, athenaag.com. Go check them out. Appreciate you guys. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter, and see if you can rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la, powered by Blackleaf. We're here holding Power SI, and we want to talk a little bit about what this can do for your garden. It's a game-changing product I use in my garden. Foliar, res feeds. 
I recommend it to all growers. This is a game changer. Go to PowerSI and enter in the code FIRSTSMOKE to get a discount. Yo, we're right here at TLC Collective, home of the Jungle Boys, where they've been playing with fire since 2006, right here in Los Angeles, California. It's at Jungle Boys on all social media, jungleboys.com, and if you wanna see for yourself, come right here to TLC Collective, man. Let's check it out.